Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis, and today I'm here with one of our Monthly Voices episodes. These are the episodes where we talk to someone interesting that we think you're going to like to hear from. My guest today is Emma Hicks. She's the founder of Camp Climb, a gathering for women entrepreneurs and creatives that is going to be taking place in Iowa this August. But Emma and I have a lot in common. Not only are we both from the Midwest, but we both started having kids really young and then experienced trying to build a career in the thick of that intense parenting. Emma's really still kind of in the thick of it. Her kids are younger than mine and she's younger than me. So it was a little bit like stepping back in time. Um, In our discussion, Emma and I talk about the unconventional career she launched when her kids were really young, how she decided to reinvent herself after dealing with the challenges of having a baby right out of high school, and then the experience of being asked to film an HGTV pilot, which is really cool, and the community of entrepreneurial women she's putting together now. Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember, and the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. This episode is sponsored by Olive in June. And Sarah, I am just so grateful that I have mastered the art of doing my nails at home. When I look down at my cute manicure, I feel a little more pulled together no matter how crazy life is at the moment. 
Thankfully, Olive and June's Manny system makes it so easy and affordable to make Manny time a regular part of my weekly routine. Well, I know the feeling, Megan, and I think it's so fun that with Olive and June, you get to customize your Manny system with your choice of six polishes, plus their top coat is included. So Katie on our team says that she has lately been layering some of their iridescent colors over their gel-like polishes, and the final result looks super shimmery and pretty. I might have to try that this spring. Yeah, and Olive and June press-ons are another cool option. They look so real, and I think it would be a great way to test out another nail shape. A long almond shape is popular right now, and I'm kind of curious what that would look like on me. Okay, well, keep me posted on that one. Listeners, visit oliveandjune.com slash themomhour for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first Manny system. Hey, Emma, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Megan. This is so great. I'm really excited about this because we're going to get into this in a little bit, but um, like I was, you're a really young mom and you're 27, you said? Yes, 27. And you have three kids, eight and under. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to get into that later because I always love when I um, meet another young mom, especially an entrepreneurial young mom. It just, I feel like we have some kinship there. But before we get into that, I would love to just tell all the listeners about your journey, like this really cool and unusual business that you own and how you got started and where it's taken you over the last, I guess you've been doing it for eight years now, or how long have you been doing yeah, this? It has been eight yeah. years. Okay. It's been a crazy wild ride. Um, yeah. So I've learned over the years that every low serves as its high, you know, sitting in the shadow and then you yeah. can come out of that and sit in your light. But my husband was on a football scholarship with university of Northern Iowa. So um, right out of high school, got pregnant and was definitely in the shadow of my life for a few months there. And we decided after him actually dropping out of college and then coming back and getting a scholarship back to go up to Cedar Falls, which is two hours away from hometown, which we're both from the same small town Mm. here in Iowa. Yep. Yep. Um, (laughs) Midwest girl. That's the other reason I like you, but (laughs) yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, So went up there and I went to Hawkeye Community College for a year and a half. My husband's playing football and we got a baby on our hip. We're just trying to juggle this life. It was such a weird, you know, like we're living in family housing, but we're trying to, you know, I'm trying to go out to these parks and meet moms who have little kids and are inspiring to me so that I can have this fuel to just try and make a path at life and Mm, not be a statistic. And I was going to go and be a bartender. That was my only background that I had was in bartending and waitressing. And my husband was like, no, like we're, let's, let's grow out of that phase and get into a new season. So, so random. I think I liked the nostalgia of auctions and antiques and it took me back to my childhood. It was a really happy place for me to be. So I took some money to an auction and flipped $100 to make $200, opened up a Facebook page. And this is back in 2012. So when the algorithms weren't fighting against us, right. <laughs> I could really grow a good following. Um, so there's all these people. We have this house now and they're coming into my garage daily. Um, there's a lot of little kids around. So the neighbors and my husband are like, we need to get this stuff out of here. And that's when I found this garage that was on commercial property and this 55-year-old male listened to my vision of turning this into a storefront. Um, And ever since then, I had a 
uh, article in the newspaper come out and feature me and my business. It was called Stews, um, just a bunch of junk thrown together. So mm -hmm. it was um, mainly architectural, salvage, industrial wares, and quality vintage goods. And I did that for four solid years, and it was really great. It was really great, too. Um, not having to depend on anybody I knew. So I was restoring the furniture all the while, while I'm restoring my own identity and, mm. um, you know, just coming out of small town USA and was a big partier in high school, yeah. um, you know, made some poor choices. And then it's like, you know, with everything in life, it's like, you have the choice. You're going to own up to this and make the best of it or sit in your shadow. Yeah. I, I love that because a lot of people, I remember, you know, I had uh, my first shortly after I turned 20. And so I was like a year and a half into college when I got pregnant. But, you know, similar, similar time frame. It's yeah. like you're not 14, but you're not quite really an adult yet either. <laughs> and yes. so you do kind of have to make those choices. And I, I've just talked to so many people who said I could never have done that. And I said, well, you don't really know what you could have done until uh -huh. it's not like at 19 um, before I got pregnant when I was still doing the college partying thing. It's not like I was saying, well, you know, what would be great right now as a baby, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, oh in, but in a lot of ways, it shaped my twenties in a way that I yeah. would never have done for myself. And I, and I really credit uh, motherhood with that. So I think it could be really transformative in that oh, way. I so agree. I so agree. And I think you're still in this like naive, invincible state, you know, like yeah. I never really questioned it. I was just like, okay, roll with the punches. Um, yep. and I, I, I don't know what I would do if I had to plan that out, you know, if I yeah. had done it and Oh, I never would have thought the timing would be right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it would have never been quite, quite perfect, uh, yeah. quite perfect enough. And I think that, like you said, you just kind of roll with the punches. And at that age, I remember thinking it wasn't having a baby. I was worried about that part. Okay. I was worried about pe what people would think. I was really yes. more, much more worried about um, the, that people wouldn't, would underestimate me or wouldn't think I could handle it um, or would think I'd thrown away my life. But I, but when it came to having a baby, I was like, oh, well, that's, you know. People do that. People have babies. Oh man, yeah. that takes me back. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh, so many times. I was a sales coordinator in a hotel and got promoted to sales manager. And in that time, I was trying to hide this baby bump and it got to be like five and a half, six months pregnant. And I finally was like, you know, so ashamed of myself. And they were just so happy for me, but it was all these limiting beliefs I had in my head. And the same thing yeah. at the storefront. It's like, these people are reading this article in the news newspaper and they're like, your story, it's so inspiring. Oh my gosh, I love what you're doing. And I remember sitting there and just longing for something to come around full circle. Like I didn't feel like anything in my life was a success yet and that I had to do so much proving to others. But yeah, yeah. isn't that funny? I remember um, I had such a uh, paranoia really about, about that, that whole public perception thing that when people would very... Um, very sincerely say, congratulations. I just didn't believe them. I was like, wait, yeah. what? Like, you mean that? <laughs> yes. Not like, and did, Ooh. <laughs> did you love to be around people that didn't know you too? Like yeah. just trying, you know, just like, that's kind of how I felt like I just like fake it till I became yes. it. And I yeah. felt like I just like, no one needs to know I'm 20. They can right. think I'm 25. Yeah. yeah. And you probably yep. felt like you were 30. So yep. there you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I actually have a lot of nostalgia for that time of my life. I just think that there was such optimism and I was just like, okay, I'm going to make the best of this. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and do this. And it did take me down some paths I might not otherwise have ever gotten to. So I find oh, that really inspiring. Um, okay. So here we are eight years after you started this, you had the storefront, you were doing this, you were picking, you were managing projects. Like this is a lot of hands-on work when you've got yeah. little kids. How did mm -hmm. you manage this? 
Yep. So this all comes second nature. I was raised by a mom, single mom, had two girls. Um, we were very, very obsessed and really loved our girl time. Um, especially Sundays. My mom worked countless hours a week, but Sundays was always our days. And we do these spontaneous road trips and go to city parks and just be, and I can say that that's how I got to do everything with my girls. So naturally having one, I was still invincible. I loved doing everything with her. Yeah. And then number two came along and I still thought that I could do everything. Um, and that's when my mental health started to slip and <laughs> yeah. I was juggling too much. You're like, Oh wait, not the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I still like, wasn't open to even considering to slow down. I think I even like sped things up, probably trying to like hide from that idea. And yeah. So then when I got pregnant with number three, that was really like, you can't anymore. And yeah, it's just been, it's been a crazy, crazy ride. So the, that's so funny because I I always felt like with my number one, my first baby was kind of like the butter years, you know, I just had him on my hip and like, he could go everywhere with me. And like, it was fun. Like I had all these young friends and they all thought it was super cool that I had a baby and like, you know, so, and then I had the second one and that was when I was trying to live the same life I had with the first and just struggling. And the third was like when I threw my hands up, like I surrender, I can't do it that way. And I really became much more home focused and routine focused and just like, what do I have to do to set up this home life in a way that's manageable while still getting work done? Because I still was really launching my career at that time. So um, it did change, but I think it made me more focused in a way. And it sounds like, it sounds like that yeah, was maybe the case same. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And when we moved back, uh, so when Peyton was going to be going into kindergarten, we wanted to start her at a school that we could see us at for the longevity. And so that was moving back to the quad cities and we started her in the North Scott school district and it was all great. And then I needed my creative outlet because we closed the storefront while we were up in Cedar Falls with that transition. So I did a lifestyle blog. Um, we were renovating my farmhouse or our farmhouse, I should say, and opening this lifestyle brand. I wanted to be able to go into the Quad City community, like I said, like restored a new identity, no longer the bar owner's daughter and really just standing strong in my own self. So that was really cool. And then that opened doors to an HGTV pilot being aired and brought me back to my love for event planning and design. So, yeah, yeah. It's been quite a ride, a lot, a lot and not very long time. So, okay, tell us about that. So compared to what you were doing when you had the storefront, and I really want to hear more about this HGTV pilot so you can get into that as well. But what does your work life look like? You have the blog, but what are you Mm -hmm. doing for, I know your blog isn't just sitting down and typing, it's hands-on, it's project oriented. Um, Mm -hmm. What are you, what does a work day look like for you? Yep. So I like with entrepreneurship, I'm like, oh, you don't need any structure and stability and, you know, just like kind of do whatever you want. And I did that for countless years. And that's probably too what my mental health journey and why it's come so far. But back after Camp Climb 2018, which was our first Camp Climb, I was just like, where are we going to take this brand? I could see so much potential in it, but I knew that I just needed to like slow down and there's power in the stillness, kind of like that with a third kid, you know, there's Mm -hmm. really great power in just slowing down and figuring out your priorities. Um, and in that I decided that I was going to start labeling my days and adding more structure in. And so I created this productivity workbook that we have been launching every quarter. And it's just like basically this reset to your life and figuring out where things are working and where your strengths and weaknesses are, um, joy spotting and practicing gratitude. And 
Labeling the days has been really powerful. Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays, I am working on or in my business. I really like to work on my business. And by that, like, I mean, uh, like dreaming and figuring out some new strategies and plans for the brand. And then working in my business would be emails, social media managing, and stuff like that. And then Wednesdays and Thursdays, I devote to motherhood. And Wednesdays specifically are like good deed Wednesdays. So whether that's going to my mom's bar and having coffee with our old friends up there or making something for a neighbor, um, going on a walk with a friend I haven't seen for a while. So I like the structure. Yeah. And and it's nice to have the rhythm to your week. It is like that. Yeah. Let's break that down. The working on working versus working in, because I think for myself as a business owner, it took me a while to figure that out. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like when you're working on your business, you're, you're wearing your CEO visionary hat, right? So you're, you're kind of steering the ship. You're deciding what the opportunities are coming up. You're dreaming, you're putting stuff on your mood board, whatever it is that you do. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you're working in your business, you really become You're, you're acting as an employee. And I think for many years, I thought of myself as a business owner, but what I was spending way too much time working in my business, just mm-hmm. getting stuff done, lining up dominoes and knocking them down. Right. And not yeah. like spending enough time thinking, where am I actually steering this ship? So is that something that took you a while to figure out? Those were two different roles. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I think to have this brand of the camp climb that I see so much potential in, and um, I'm not like a marketing guru, or I don't like to like promote things on people that I don't wholeheartedly believe in it. I'm not going to push this. So to get to a brand that I believe so much in and the power it has in other people, um, getting out of loneliness, finding a community that uplifts you and energizes you, um, making your dreams come true, breaking the rules, like all these things that I think are just so beneficial. So I think that since that has happened, I am willing to invest more in this brand and delegate and hire out tasks that I don't like. Um, we've mm-hmm. had, we've been really, really just got big dreams for Camp Climb. Um, in the last few months, we have a social media manager hired. We're working again on rehiring our Pinterest strategist. Um, we have a planning assistant now, a ghostwriter. So it just feels good to be at this place where I can really be working on my business more than in it. And just knowing it takes a tribe and a village. Let's talk about camp climb. Cause I definitely want to, that was how I got acquainted with you. And I just, it turns out there's some people that I know that are speaking there. I'm really excited about this because it's in the Midwest and it's at a camp. So tell, so tell our listeners who haven't heard of camp climb, what it's all about and what the experience is like. Yep. So Camp Climb is a retreat for female creative entrepreneurs. It is hosted at a Girl Scout camp here in Eastern Iowa. We are just three hours west of Chicago, have a couple of smaller airports in the area. We pull in people from all over the nation. Uh, Last year, our keynote speaker was Jenna Kutcher with the Gold Digger podcast. And this year we have keynote speakers, Aaron Lochner, Natalie Frank, Jessica Zwig, and Kathleen with Being Boss podcast. Um, and then a great influencers that we pulled in specifically from the Midwest and just so, so excited. Um, this year, there's this common theme coming through with camp and it's all about breaking the rules and, you know, really like who is shaping you? If it's anybody about yourself, you should probably reevaluate that and just unpeeling layers to just show up unapologetically yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's just, 
it's really, really, really invigorating and inspiring and empowering community that lifts each other up, dares to dream big, supports one another. Um, yeah. And then we're opening up these little intimate intensives. So I really like to sit down with a small group of 10 to 15 people. And we just got back from Mount Hood, Oregon. That was our first one that we did. And wow, like it was so great too. It was my first experience in event planning that I felt so well and so present and just, uh, like really sat into a leadership role and led that energy in the room. Um, instead of falling, you know, to the energy. Yeah. And I feel like too, here in the Midwest, you just like really want to blend in. And, and I just want everyone to just get out be of themselves and, and stand be. out. Yeah. yeah. yeah I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, in case for anyone listening, in case the name Erin Lochner sounds familiar, um, she's a design for mankind blogger, but she was actually on an episode of the mom hour on a voices Ooh. episode, like the one we're doing um, two years ago. I just looked it up. It was voices oh. number nine. So look that up guys, if you're listening and you want to hear from Aaron as well and see if you'd like to hear more from her at camp climb. Um, okay. So, but the experience it's for female entrepreneurs, but it, they're all over the place. As far as beginners, you've even got yeah. tracks, right? So you can come in yes. at any place in the journey. Yep. So that is, that's like one of my favorite things about the structure of camp climb. So we have base tent and peak campers. Base campers are those who don't have a business or a brand yet. They are like maybe either hungry for this community and want to be a part of it. Maybe they have a vision and they just need that confidence to make it come to life and figure out the steps to get there. Tent campers are those who have a business and are looking to take it to the next level. They are our biggest group there and all about networking and connecting and collaborating. Um, and just really lifting each other up and hungry for growth mm -hmm. in their brands. And then our peak campers are those who have made a lot of pivotal moves in their brand, have been in business for at least five years, are profiting, profiting over mm -hmm. 75000 annually, and are looking to basically mastermind that whole weekend and celebrate successes together. Because I feel like on our journeys in entrepreneurship, we just climb, 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 climb. And, yeah. you know, once we hit a mark, then we just like, okay, well we have this next. And just to like sit there and also celebrate with people who are like-minded and get what you're doing and can like genuinely be happy for you. I just think it's so cool. I love it. And so the experience of camping, is this glamping? Is this camping? Where, where are we at? On yeah. The <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So our base and tent campers are staying in A-frame cabins. They're open air. Um, it's, so it's basically, you got shingle roof so you're protected from the outdoor elements open air so there's slats on the sides and then you have a screen door to get in and you're sleeping on cots and then there's a fire ring um there's eight of these in a circle for okay. campsite and then the fire site in the middle so pretty rustic pretty yeah. rustic and we have shower houses there's actually a brand new one being built that's getting finished up right now which is really exciting and then our peak campers actually are staying in the main lodge cabins which is right off of the brand new main lodge these were just built um, and so it's a bunkhouse basically okay. and there's showers, air conditioning, there's a, a fridge and freezer and a dry bar, snacks, living room quarters. And so we kind of do that because I'm all about pushing people outside of their comfort zones yeah. and the power in that. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's of, kind of like equivalent to either being a Girl Scout or being a camp counselor. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, yeah, as far exactly. as the sleeping experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we can all relate to that on some level. So that's yeah. helpful to know. Yeah, and I love yeah, that yeah. people come from all over and drive. I, I just love that people yeah. are willing to make the drive from 
the airport, you know, into the deeply into the into the Midwest into the country. I just love that. It's it's great and it's it's an experience. Like we we have something totally. special um, in this neck of the woods, and we don't often get a lot of the attention with uh-huh. events and stuff. They tend to go coastal. So yeah, yeah that's nice. Um, okay, well, we're going to take a quick break, Emma. And then when we come back, I definitely want to talk more about just kind of like backing up and getting to this young mom thing, what you would say to, to younger moms who are just kind of starting out. And then also just especially around this idea of Camp Climb being really a disconnected. And I don't mean disconnected as in from other people, but it's a low tech experience, but high mm-hmm. touch. Right. And I think yeah. there's so much desire for that. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so I'm back with Emma Hicks, and we have been talking about Camp Climb, which is the event for women entrepreneurs that Emma is hosting. And and did you say this is your third? This will be our second. This will be your second, just your second. Wow. Okay, so are you expecting a much bigger turnout this year than you had last year? About the same? Are you limited on purpose? Like, how does that all work? Yep. So for our weekend campers, we're actually taking it down 10 campers and keeping it at a strict 100 weekend campers. Last year, we had 50 additional day campers come. And so we've actually opened that up to 150. So we're excited to welcome in more people for the day and they get to catch the speaker series there with our keynote speakers. We're going to have a mini market, live music, um, a taco bar, authentic Mexican food, um, some desserts. It's going to be great. Okay. That sounds awesome. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. So let's talk about the experience of Camp Climb um, like we said before the break, it is a fairly low tech in that you really want people to not have their tech on them at all times, right? Is there even a policy yeah. about that? Yes, there yeah. is a policy about that. Yep. Yep. There's, you know, we gotta, I'm going to really hit that in our welcome speech on Friday evening of the power of it, but really knowing that it's up to you. And that's like, everything in life is up to right. you. No, one's going to be judging you for being on it. Like if, you know, it's just, there is so much power in unplugging. And I think more so too, than just a couple hours, I have really tested with this. Um, I think there's really, really great power in a 48 hour unplug. And I can just, I can't tell you how high and how good and creative I Mm -hmm. become when I do this to myself. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, you know, it's kind of funny. I started going to social media conferences well, I started my career as a freelance writer. So the conferences I used to be going to, you know, 15 years ago now, were all for freelance writers. And it was very common for you'd be at a session or at a conference and people would have their notebooks out and they would be writing. And then I started going to social media conferences and everyone was behind at that time their computers because I'm so old now that there weren't even smartphones yet. And I remember how jarring that was. I was like, but that person is speaking like 
put your stuff away and listen. Uh And it was, and then you just get used to it where it becomes like second nature because everyone's doing it It almost becomes weird not to do it. And Uh it does take something away when, especially as I've spoken so many times at those events, when you're looking out at a sea of faces and everyone's looking down, it's Mm -hmm. odd. So I love that, that idea. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And there's power in leadership too. And so this year, this is an up level from last year. We have camp counselors that we have been in contact with monthly and really just building a community within ourselves that's going to be leading each base 10 and peak level. And so there's going to be so much power in their leadership too. And knowing, you know, I think last year, maybe even the counselors that I had, I had them doing also like three different jobs as well. So having these people who are solely focused on this and know the power and our core values, I think that's really going to be good. Yeah, I love that. And it's funny because as a mom, I think we've all become so used to this idea of being attached to our kids via this technology. Yeah. Um, I always think about when we were kids, if our parents went out for the night, like what happened? Well, they left a note for the babysitter that said, this is where we'll be. Mm -hmm. Good luck. (laughs) You know, if anything goes wrong or if you need to figure something out, you can't text me. There's no text. Like, and I think that most of us are leaving our kids in situations where the adult in charge can figure it out. And if there's a real emergency, something that you really need to be, you know, gotten in touch with about, um, mm-hmm. it can happen. But we we sure. tend to make things emergencies that aren't actually emergencies. Yes. Oh, yes. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And technology, unfortunately, allows us to do that a little too much. So there's there are the benefits to disconnecting are more than just not being on Facebook. It's also just not feeling like, I, I don't know, like mm-hmm. you're tethered outside mm-hmm. of the experience. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. I think another thing that we did in Oregon that was really powerful is something that we are going to practice Friday night of Camp Climb 2. And that is being grateful for whoever it is at home that is caring for our kids or our dogs or who is our biggest support system and letting them know how grateful we are for them. And then, you know, it's like, okay, I've shown my gratitude and I'm so appreciative of the time I get to spend here and I just need to make the most of this with what I have. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, let's talk a little bit more. We touched a little bit on, you know, your, your beginnings um, of of your journey to motherhood and how you were very young and how much kind of um, insecurity you had about just the, what people would think. And you've, you've said a few times your identity or that identity change. Let's talk a little bit about that because it's been eight years for you now. Mm -hmm. Where do you think you have grown to in those eight years? Do you feel like now that you're 27, do you feel legit? Do you feel like you get the, uh, the respect that you, you know, that you, cause I know that's an ongoing yeah. struggle or do you feel like it's yeah. something you're always going to be kind of reaching for? Nope. I feel like I have hit it, but man, has it taken a lot of outward <laughs> confidence to get here? Yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah. When that TV show opportunity came about and we had this pilot real air. That was when my life kind of just like everything came full circle. I had the storefront for four years and I had steady cash flow in there, but when I stepped out of that, there wasn't a big chunk of change waiting for me at the end. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, my whole last four years is a blur. Those were really big years for mothering. And so I'm like, where is this going to go? And that all ended up serving its purpose. And I went into having that storefront with the mindset of doing a five-year fight. I'm going to put my head down. And when I come up after five years of being a good person and putting hard work in, things are going to pay off for me. Mm-hmm. And they sure did. And yeah. I like, I just restored everything. Um, so yeah, it took a lot of hard work and determination, but I think that there was so much passion behind because I had the kids to make it happen. 
and yep. failure wasn't an option. So yeah, I feel so great about where I am today. Oh that's, man. Oh, that's awesome. What, what, like if you were talking to like the 19 year old version of yourself um, or the 18 year old version of yourself or any mom or new mom or expecting mom who's looking at this and saying, nobody around me is doing this. There was one path I was supposed to be on. It was supposed to be graduate high school, go to college, meet a guy, get married, then have kids after everything's figured out. Like, and I've blown it. Like, what would you say to them? Yeah, there is um, really great power in loneliness. I think mm -hmm. when I got pregnant, I lost all of my friends and me and Spencer actually broke up when I was five months pregnant and got back together when Peyton, our oldest, was a month old. And in my high school years, I went from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend, you know, like, oh, you're no good anymore. I'll go on to the next. Yeah. And so then after we broke up and I'm five months pregnant, of course, like I'm not going to go out and having a boyfriend wasn't even an option. Yep. <laughs> so being forced to sit in that loneliness, I am, that was so powerful yeah. for me. Um, and, and you sometimes just, do have to be forced, especially if you're an extroverted person who doesn't have a hard yep. time meeting people. It's very yes. easy to distract yourself with another, you know, more human yeah. connections or whatever it is. And yeah, it totally is. Yeah. It totally is. Um, so yeah, I think just like just doing it and that move away two hours and restoring my identity was such a breath of fresh air for me. Yeah. Yeah. It I, just, I think for myself, one of the things I, I, and it took me a while to hit upon this. I think I was in my mid twenties when it kind of occurred to me that like, I get to write the story of my life. No one else gets to write it. Right. So yeah, I get to decide what that's going to be. And if I just keep telling myself, I am a person who I am a person who starts a business. I am a person who is successful. I am a person who is a young mom, but an awesome mom, like all those things. Mm -hmm. Like I believed them and then other people believed them, but no one yeah. else was going to believe it about me unless I believed it about myself. As well. Oh my gosh. I love that. I yeah. love that so much. I was a big people pleaser. I've definitely grown so much since that, you know, I, I've always been a good mom, but definitely grown in areas and yeah, just yeah. how far I've come in that of when we moved away, my daughter brought so much joy to my mom and I was like, Oh, I have to go back home and visit, go back home and visit. Right. And then learning, you know, this isn't serving me. Um, yeah. 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 Well, it, because it, it's, it, it's one thing to, to do things for other people. We all should obviously, but, yep. but that's another thing to live your whole life for someone else or for I someone know. else's dream. And we can't, we can't do that. So. Right. Um, From an empty. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did want to talk about, you know, your kids are getting older. Are they interested in what you do? Do they get involved in what you do? Do you think there's a place for this to become almost like a little family cottage industry or do you keep it pretty separate? Yeah, I love to have them involved because I think that's how my entrepreneurial roots came so strong to me. I haven't gotten a college education. Like everything that I've learned has been a hands-on experience. So that's really important for me to instill in my children and let them be a part of. Um, I, the Iowa gatherings that I host randomly throughout the year, showcasing different venues throughout the state and keeping a tie with all of my vintage market friends and vendors, I always let them in on that. And that planning process is something that I feel like I can do in my sleep now. And just very fun. The camp climb, it's pretty intense workload. Um, they don't see a lot of my computer work behind the scenes stuff, but they did come to camp last year on Sunday, which was so cool. Um, and then this year too, letting them see that full circle thing and be a part of intimate intensives down the road would be really cool. Um, there's, there's big dreams with that intimate intensive 
um, and ways that we can take it to not only be for women and could it be for, you know, we could have ones for husband and wives. We could have ones for families. The one I went to back in Costa Rica in November doing some own self-development, your kids could come on that one. And the few that brought their children, that was just really, really empowering to see these children and their moms. It was all moms. Um, have this safe space to just be open and connect with their children and meditate and do mm. yoga together. Uh, so I even see my kiddos doing just way more mindfulness things than ever before, just because I'm practicing it. Yeah. And the nice thing about, you know, being in this sort of online influencer um, lifestyle space is that yeah. when your kids are involved, it's like your work is your life and your life is your work. And it just mm -hmm. makes everything so cohesive. It just, it just, I remember that actually when my kids were little and I was doing a lot of parenting blogging, which I know I'm still talking about motherhood, but my kids are older. So it's not always as relevant. That was yeah. just such a happy time. Like it was just so everything felt like a fit. And yeah. so it's neat to see that. Yeah, it totally is. We are going to be having, we will be having an intimate intensive coming up in January back in Costa Rica that I'm hosting and big dreams to bring the whole family on that one so, so excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds amazing. Yes. Um, okay. So in addition to camp climb, which is at gocampclimb.com, correct? Is that the, yep. uh, okay. So, so that is going to be, um, this summer. Tell us a little bit about if people want to find out more about that, um, when it is going to be, when registration goes till all that stuff. Yep. So August 16th, 17th, and 18th, that will be held here in Eastern Iowa at Camp Liberty. And that is right outside of the Quad Cities. Super excited. We still have a few tickets left for Base Tent and Peak. Our day campers are still plentiful. Those are usually our last minute buyers, but just cannot wait. I mean, our speaker lineup is phenomenal. And the people that we are attracting, just if you feel called when you hit the website with the buzzwords on there, mm -hmm. like those are attracting the same people that are in your vibration too. And it's so powerful. And having a niche audience too of creative entrepreneurs or those who are craving it. And then even getting more niche into just women. It was really hard for me to do that and not be a people pleaser and like yeah. letting everybody come, but there is power in attracting a niche market. Well, when you, when you know exactly who you're speaking to, you can speak to them yeah, yeah that much more effectively and, and it just works better, right? You can't mm -hmm. be all things to all people. Um, yes. Where else can people find you online if they want to check out your blog and find out more about your work? Sure. Um, so every day behind the scenes, you can follow me on Instagram and that is Hicks underscore underscore Emma. And then I have main and That's a lifestyle blog, but that's been pretty still. There are some really great blog posts on there from the past, but we are really starting to promote and get heavy with content on the go camp climb site that is very similar to the content that I was pushing out on main and So go camp climb. That's a, it's a good place to be. Okay. And Oh, I didn't even get circle back to the HGTV pilot. What was that all about? Tell us what oh, that yeah. is that being produced or what's going on? Yep. So in 2017, we had producers, Python productions out of LA come out. They are the same ones who do house hunters. And oh yeah. Flop. Yep. I recognize that. I remember that mm -hmm. at the end of house hunters, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so they came out here and they found us on Instagram. They've been following us for quite some time and reached out and love all that you're doing with the house and that you and Spencer are now out on your own here. This is, this is awesome. We want to do this pilot episode. So they came out and man, that was intense work filming a 20 minute episode. I think they had 500 hours of film collected for 20 minute episode. 
crazy. That is and crazy. That aired in January of 2018. It re-aired in April of 2018, and then we got the call there at the end of April that we didn't get picked up. Oh, but you know, so yeah. now that you've got a pilot, is there anything else you can, can you shop it around? Is there anything else you can do with it? No, there's you can't. nothing. There's no. nothing. Okay. It's just a cool yeah. experience. <laughs> it's just a cool experience. Yeah. I remember, and they're like, so like devoted and they love you and they see all this potential yeah. in you and cheering you on. And then I remember our producer called and I still keep in contact with him here and there and love him and a couple other people in the company there. But I was like, so is this it? Are we, are we <laughs> You're done? Like, Wait, is it? Yeah. That's it then? That was yeah. a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was it. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, this is but such at a... least there's no like hanging. Cause we, yeah. I mean, we were just hanging, you know, with no idea of any timeline or anything for yeah. so long. And that caused such anxiety, no matter if I wanted to shove it down or try and release it. It just was weight on my shoulder that I was so excited. Yeah, to get You needed released. to kind of come to a, yeah, you needed to come to a conclusion. But what I love about this crazy world we live in now is that um, things like that happen when you put yourself out there. Like I have friends yeah. who, you know, have been bloggers forever and then they get into product development. They put a product out and it's on Michael's shelves and that doesn't really go anywhere. And then they move on to the next thing. It's like, we oh, get cool. to dabble and try all these yeah. things that people that 20 years ago would have been out unheard of. We wouldn't have had the oh, opportunity yeah. to do those things. So I think about that a lot. Yeah. It's a neat yeah. place to be. Yeah, it is. I so agree. Yeah. Oh man, do I ever, and just finding that balance in life too, of like we were talking about earlier, the unplugging versus yeah. in real life connection versus virtual, you know, just making sure you're dabbling and in both. A little bit of both. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Well, everybody make sure you check out Emma's, um, Emma's work and on Instagram and go to, sh- uh, go to gocampclimb.com. I love the little intro video. It totally grabbed my attention. So oh, if good. you guys go check that out, you will feel very sucked in. I think if you, if you like nature, the Midwest, entrepreneurship, uh, creativity, any of those things, you should definitely go check it out. So Emma, thank you so much for being on the show. It was lovely to have you on. Megan, thank you so much for having me. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. Hey, everyone. We have a favor to ask. If you are an Apple Podcasts user, can you check really quickly to make sure you're still following the Mom Hour? Apple did one of their big software updates recently, and it changed a bunch of things about how you get the podcasts you're subscribed to. If Apple Podcasts is your podcast app of choice, all you have to do is find your way to our show page and then click the little plus sign or follow in the top right corner. Thanks so much.